0: Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the executive director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro.
1: Hi, Karen. It's great to see you today. I'm really excited to talk with you about the 4th of July, celebrating our country's independence, and my family's upcoming trip to the Jersey Shore.
0: That is awesome. So you're going to have to pack up your four children and make sure that you have everything prepared to keep them safe this, com- this upcoming weekend.
1: Yeah. So not only do I have to pack for my four children, but also for myself and my husband. Wow. Um, So six of us that we'll have to pack for and make sure that we have all of the bathing suits and pajamas and diapers and sunscreen and goggles and life jackets Um, and all the favorite snacks for the car ride to the shore. It's going to be so much fun and so nice for us to have a few days uh, away from our routine of summer break and hopefully to enjoy some fun in the sun.
0: Great. So are you planning on going to the beach?
1: Yes, we will. We will go to the beach and I always make us park ourselves right next to the lifeguard chair. So we set up all of our chairs, our blankets, our baby tent right next to the lifeguard chair so that we can really ensure that in addition to my husband and I who will kind of divide and conquer between the four kids, that we have them right in front of the lifeguard's line of vision. Um, and and it's also a good way for them to remember where we're sitting so that when they're out in the water, they can easily identify where they need to go to take a break, dry off, have a snack. So it's worked out really well for us to always set up our, all of our equipment there each summer.
0: That's great. So you are not going to rely on the lifeguards just watching your kids, right?
1: Absolutely not. We will have, you know, our older two are swimmers, so they'll be allowed to to go out into the water a little bit on their own with my husband and I at the shoreline, of course. And then the other one, the other adult will be with the two younger kids, the four-year-old and the one-year-old, you know, building sandcastles, collecting seashells, um, rinsing off sandy feet, and really hopefully keeping the seagulls from eating their snacks.
0: Oh, I know. Yes. That happened to us while we were on the beach last summer. When we were out um, in Long Island, they were pretty fierce, and we were not expecting to have our chicken nuggets like engulfed immediately <laughs> as soon as we got back from the long lines waiting to get them
2: oh, at the how snack frustrating. bar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was Henry, and he and I just looked at each other like,
1: "What? What was that?" <laughs> <laughs> I know you really have to be. Sneaky about how you eat your snacks on the beach; otherwise, you will lose out yes, on them very
0: fast. I know. And then, um probably so is will. Would Charles and Teddy go back
1: and take naps after a few hours? So they will. Uh, Teddy doesn't really nap anymore, but we are pretty good about making him take a rest. Um, and during that time, he's either playing with his Legos or just laying in his bed and looking at books. He's really. Um, serious about learning to read this summer and so we have ordered some learn to read books and I have to remember to pack my patience on this trip because he (laughs) is really eager to learn to read and I am trying to maintain my patience so that I can figure out how to teach him (laughs) they're all so different
0: that's true yeah
1: so 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 it will be a great trip filled with lots of fun and and lots of um, focus. Because when we're at the beach or at the pool with our kids, we have a um, access to a pool when we're at the shore. And so the kids almost enjoy spending, they're dividing their time equally between being on the beach and being in the pool. And so it's it sometimes can be a battle of the wills as to who who wins out, where do we go first, the beach or the pool. So it should be a really great couple of day break for them from their camps and all of their activities that they've been doing. And it will be nice for us to have some dedicated family time.
0: That's great. So we probably should remind our listeners that we, what we should do while we're at the water and just to remind them how to be safe this upcoming weekend.
1: Absolutely. So um, why don't I share a couple of tips for, that I'll be implementing with my young kids. So um, as you all know, I have a 10 year old, an eight year old, a four year old and a one year old. So safety for each of them looks a little different. Um, But we'll be sure that the kids are always within arm's reach of us anytime we're around water, um, that they're wearing life jackets anytime that they are out in open water. Um, That parent supervision piece, of course, is so important for my husband and I to always know who the water watcher is, who is in charge, and we'll rotate those, those, those roles within our family. Um, there's a Actually, there's a four-sided fence going around the pool that we have access to when we're at the shore, and so the kids always have to wait outside the fence. Even though my oldest is now old enough or tall enough to reach the latch for, for the fence, he will have to wait for us um, before he goes into the pool area. Um, and then, you know, when we are in that swimming pool, reminding the kids, although they, I hear them telling other kids while they're swimming to stay away from the drains. So we have our A is the adults and the and, and the water watcher role that my husband and I will be playing. The B is for barriers, um, ensuring that our kids respect that four-sided fence around the pool. Um, the C is something we've been working on, classes. We've been taking swimming lessons, as you know, with Teddy, our four-year-old. Um, and and knowing CPR when we're around the pool area, and then the D is for drain safety, so staying away from drains, but also for devices, life jackets, ensuring that when we are out in the ocean, um, that the kids have li- that we all have life jackets on, and for those friends of ours that are boating this this upcoming holiday weekend, that that you're wearing, all of you on the boat are wearing life jackets, not just the kids, but the adults as well.
0: Yes, great advice. And the only other thing that I would add to that is just reminding our kids what it feels like when they don't have those life jackets on so that they remember that they can't, they can't swim without them. And so if there's any unsupervised swimming time, they need to know that they should not go in without those, of course, without an adult, but also without wearing that uh, lifeguard. I mean, that life jacket, Coast Guard approved life jacket.
1: Yeah. We, we just got off a call where we were discussing this very fact and, and, um, Blake Collingsworth from the Joshua Collingsworth Memorial Foundation was asking me about how I talk about that. And so I told him that what I like to say is I like to put my kid in the water without the life jacket on so they can feel what it feels like to be in the water without anything keeping them afloat. Um, And then once they know what that feeling is, right, that fight or flight instinct of how to keep themselves above water, then I take them out of the water, put the life jacket on them and go about our day. Um, Because we do hear that drownings occur not due to a lack of supervision but a lapse in supervision and that lapse often comes immediately following pool time where kids are wearing puddle jumpers or life jackets and they're not recognizing the difference between having that life jacket on and that that being um, a mechanism that is helping keep them afloat so as you're heading into this holiday weekend and probably seeing family and friends for the first time in a year and a half you know Remember that that need to socialize with your friends and catch up with your friends and family, while it's so important, really the the layer of protection, the supervision, watching the surface of the water, anytime your children are around water, is what's most important this holiday weekend.
0: Right. And of course, knowing CPR also is so important for families as well. You touched upon that before, but when drowning incidents occur, it has saved lives when and adult around a child who has just uh, fallen underneath the water, um, it has actually saved their lives. So that's also something that's really important. And so we want to make sure that whoever is going to be around with us, that maybe at least one adult knows CPR.
1: Absolutely. That's a great tip. And how about for you? You have older kids, so you're thinking, I would imagine, about driving and... Maybe access to alcoholic beverages at holiday parties or family parties. What what, is that, what does safety look like when you have teens?
0: Yes. So, of course, driving. Um, so my son, Henry, just got his driver's license. And so they have really strong laws in the state of Connecticut, which I am so thankful for because he is not allowed to drive with another friend for a year. And since he just got his license, he's basically got an entire year where he can't have a friend in the car with him and he can't even have a sibling for six months. So that helps to keep the younger children safe. But of course, no drinking. If he were to drive by himself, no drinking and driving. Mm. He is an athlete, and so he really doesn't drink. But we are constantly having conversations about that as well. And I still always ask him when he goes to a party, did you have anything to drink? And so we know that he's at the age because he's a rising junior in high school where they are, you know, the kids are bringing alcohol even though um, they're at a home where it's not being served. And so it's just again, like open conversations that need to be had with the older children. And so um, my daughter, Sydney, is not going to be with us for July 4th because she's going to be going back to sleepaway camp. So fortunately for her, she's going to be there and in her COVID-19 safe bubble. So I had to get her tested today, and she has to be tested again on Thursday in order to leave. So um, they're really making sure that when the kids arrive – vaccinated or not. She's fully vaccinated and immune at this point that just to make sure that they're going to keep everyone safe at camp. So, cause there are some children that are under the age of 15 who cannot yet receive the vaccine. So they just have to make sure they keep the whole camp safe.
1: That's great. That's really great.
0: So she's going to be there. And then of course, for my older children as well. If they get invited out on a friend's boat, we have to talk to them about that and make sure that they're wearing their life jackets. And we may go to Long Island where there are, you know, where we would be swimming on the Atlantic ocean. And so there could be riptides and other things where it could be unsafe. So it's important no matter where we go, we have to all be thinking about being safe around water this coming weekend.
1: Absolutely, and I know we're excited to talk to our special guest today about what safety looks like around the 4th of July when we're thinking about fireworks and cookouts, so I'm really excited to hear what our special guest has to say today.
0: We are joined here today by the Fire Chief of Greenwich, Connecticut, Chief Joseph McHugh. He was sworn in almost a year ago, right, Chief?
2: Yeah, it's getting close. Yeah, It was uh, the middle, uh, September 1st is when I got sworn in.
0: Right. So I just want to say welcome to you and thank you so much for serving our community. We're so happy to have you, and I look forward to working with you in the future. It must have been challenging for you to start in the middle of a pandemic. Tell me how that's been.
2: Yes, that was uh, definitely challenging. Starting uh, during the pandemic uh, was had his challenges. Also, you know, my assistant chief left two weeks after he retired as well. So there's a lot of challenges Um but yeah, everybody here has been great. The people the community have been great. The members of the department great. And uh, it's and it's a bit of an adjustment for all of us, but uh, it's going well so far.
0: That's great. That's great. So you're have so you originally from Greenwich, Connecticut, right? Yes.
2: Yep, um, I grew up in Riverside.
0: So you're returning back home, and yep. most of your career was spent in New York. Is that right?
2: Yes, I was in the New York City Fire Department for uh, – over 29 years, and fortunate to, to end my fire career here back where it started. Well, I was a volunteer firefighter in Greenwich for my first seven years, kind of like a full circle concept here, which is great.
0: Yeah, we're, we're so excited to have you back home. I'm sure that you've had some great experiences in New York, and so I know that you've joined us today really to tell us how to be safe this upcoming July 4th weekend, and so I would love for you to share some tips on how to be safe.
2: Okay, yeah, so yeah, the best, the most important things of the summertime, especially this time of year, cookouts, and you know, we're quickly approaching the 4th of July, which also means uh, the fireworks and stuff like that, but most importantly, when using grills, it's trying to keep away from this, you know, little three feet away from combustible material. If you're using a propane um, tank grill, make sure you open up the lid when you light it. Uh, if the lid is closed, sometimes our propane will uh, build up inside. Then when you hit the ignite button, it could cause, you know, it could cause a, a hood of the grill to open violently and possibly injure somebody. Uh, and make sure you always turn off the propane when you're done using it. Uh, if you're using, like, the um, barbecues, like the regular ones, with the, with the uh, charcoals and stuff like that, Make sure you only use approved lighter fluid for that. Don't try and say I got some gasoline in my garage; I'll use that to start the grill. I don't think you really want your hamburgers to take the gasoline, but also that's a lot more flammable than the um, than the lighter fluid we use standard use with with these things. So, uh, most importantly, use the most uh, the approved material to start any sort of um, grills in that manner. That's Keep the kids good. away from like the young kids, you know, going around near the grills and stuff like that. You know, it it, it can. Um, it could be dangerous for them as well.
0: And this information, also, you have on the Greenwich, Connecticut, website, also, right?
2: Yes, yeah, and we also have We also have now, uh, Karen. We now have a Facebook page for Greenwich Fire Department, and we also have a, um, uh, a Twitter account.
0: Yes. Yeah, so for our listeners who also want to get more detailed information on how to be safe while you're grilling this July 4th. Also, you can go to their Facebook page as well as to GreenwichConnecticut.gov and you'll see under the fire department information as well. One of the other things we wanted to talk about is, of course, everyone's very excited to either go and watch some fireworks or maybe try and light some themselves. Talk to us about that safety as well.
2: Yes, well, the most important thing is yeah, this is a wonderful time of the year, and like I said last year, a lot of people, you know, nobody really had any fireworks shows last year, so everybody's really, uh, you know, anxious to get, you know, and excited to have uh, fireworks displays this year. But the most important thing when we talk about fireworks, especially the bigger, larger ones, they're they're not legal for people like us to use them. They're only legal for people who have licenses and have been trained properly to use them. So there's really, you know, the like the standard, larger size fireworks are not supposed to be used by people who, who, you know, they're, they're, they're very dangerous. They obviously, you know, you can get serious injuries to your to yourself or if not worse, you could kill yourself. So the biggest thing, the most important thing is if you're not trained to do them, not to use them. Um, but the smaller ones, like the more standard ones, you with the kids, the sparklers or, or the ones that they sell in the grocery store, in which those in the box are basically, basically just more glorified sparklers, you know, but the basic thing to do is to light them, again, away from any sort of combustible material. Don't lay them in your grass, don't let them in your you know near your house you know and stuff like that especially when thingss getting dried now in the summertime. you know when lights' like that your dry away fine. but also remember these things are very hot when they're done too so especially sparklers or um, those other fireworks displays, don't touch them right away you know if you have to sometimes the sparklers maybe make sure they put them in a, uh, a pail of water or a pail of sand when they're finished with them. but those are where a lot of the burns happen It was the younger kids that grab the end of the sparklers. Or they pick up the the fireworks display to, to look at them. So just be mindful that those are um, those are still hot and they will cause a lot of burns to these people. And don't hold them near your near your body. Don't try and you know put them on somebody. They can catch your clothing on fire and stuff like that. But the larger fireworks and stuff like that, you know, the more illegal ones. You know, they, you know it's kind of funny that they don't really give out um, standards on them because they're not legal. So we, we as a we don't want to promote what to do if you're laying off a bottle rocket or something like that. But it's all it's all common sense. You know you, don't, you know they're dangerous, and if you're not trained to use them or know how to use them, you know, like you said, you could really hurt yourself.
0: Yes, this is all great advice. Thank you. Right. And so, yes, yeah, so we're definitely going to tell everyone that in Connecticut, you should not be lighting anything that is illegal. So just yes, try exactly. And yeah. and, if, and if you are, because I know there are some states very close to us where they are legal yes. and we can have <laughs> access to those. <laughs> Just make sure that you listen to the great advice that Chief McHugh just shared with us. So, and of course, for the Zach Foundation, we specialize in water safety and drowning prevention. And so we would just love to hear some advice that you have, or maybe even um, there may be some of our listeners who may be taking out boats this uh, holiday weekend. And how can they protect their boats around fire safety as well, fire safety and water safety?
2: Recently, there was, there was a, um, a couple boat fires in the area. There was that one in Stanford, and then the one when I, uh, that's when I first came into the department, and the one in, um, uh, also in Costco there, uh, which the people, of the um, Costco Marino, they did an amazing job to, to get the boat away from the docks and, and prevent any more damage to other boats um, in the area. Uh, unfortunately, something in Stanford where it kind of drifted away and caught a couple of boats on fire. But a lot, both of those boats were fueling up their boats, you know, so be, you know, be smart. Uh, make sure, you know, don't go out in the boat if you don't know how to properly use it. You know, obviously put the proper fuel into it. Um, you know, and, and be safe, you know. Be mindful of the boaters on the water, you know. And, um, you know, don't be lighting fireworks on your boat as well, you know. So I'm sure, pe- you know, people might tend to do it when they're out in the water. And always wear, you make sure you have uh, life preservers or, or um, you know, vests to keep you keep you floating in case you're in the water. Sometimes you get, you know, being out in a boat myself a few times, uh and you get a little cocky, you don't think about needing a life preserver until you actually really need it.
0: That's right. We definitely want to tell our listeners to make sure that they're wearing Coast Guard-approved life jackets, and yes. even if you can swim, to make sure you have those on, because you never know right. when you might end up in the water unexpectedly. So, yeah, so have you... I don't know um, if you have any good stories that you want to share with us just about your time <laughs> in New York. Were there any... Ugh. Water rescues or fire rescues
2: uh, that you want to uh, show? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's yeah, well, there's a, a few fire. Right? I mean, we could probably be on this podcast for 24 hours telling stories. <laughs> you know, I, know. I don't it's know if it's even appropriate for the podcast. You know, but uh, yeah, it was just amazing. As, as a young kid, that's all I ever wanted to do was be a firefighter, and especially in the New York City Fire Department. So, uh, you know, it was like it was like the, it was like a kid making the major leagues or the NFL, the NBA or NHL. Or something that for me, it's only place I ever wanted to work. Uh, I got to work with some of the finest uh, firefighters and officers and chiefs that the, the country and world has to offer. Um, I learned so much from them, uh, you know, and uh, just had, you know, I got to, to build lifelong friendships with the the, mem- the the people I worked with. And, uh, you know, being, I worked at so many different firehouses, you get promoted and you, you change firehouses and meet different people. And, uh, you know, most everybody I worked with are great. Um you know, I do miss some of them, but uh, you yeah, know, I'm very happy to be here and and work and again making some friendships here and and uh, work with some great people here too as well. And I'm very fortunate to have, uh know, experience the best of both worlds here and in the FDNY. You know, but being 29 years in the FDNY is just something that I'll, you know, is, I'm very proud of. And uh, you know, and uh, you know, it's it's a big part of my life, my family's life, and good and the bad. You know, there's been many, many, all oh, mostly good throughout my whole career. Obviously, you know, the nine eleven was one bad thing, but other than that, uh, you know, other than that one day, was, every other day was great.
0: Well, we feel so fortunate to have you back in Connecticut and yeah. um, helping to keep our community safe. So thank you. Welcome. And I'm sure you've got 29 years of memories that you've yeah. brought with you <laughs> and, and, of course, yeah. experience as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, so yeah. and some good to- stories
0: yeah best of luck to you yeah. and yeah. thank you again for being on with us today is there anything else that you want to share with us about july 4th weekend to no just what we haven't discussed
2: no i just I hope everybody has a wonderful uh, uh weekend with the families it's we're fortunate it's on a it's a month a sunday so we have a long weekend i hope everybody has a wonderful time just be smart again we talked about the fireworks stuff um you know and hopefully uh uh we have a lot of uh, fun with our families and friends and, and getting ourselves back out there and getting ourselves back on this road that has been uh, kind of interrupted for a little bit there and get us back to some sort of normalcy again, which I know we're all looking forward to.
0: That's right. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And I also to say thank you so much for you to invite me and in, and really, really is an honor to speak with you and, and be part of this. I'm looking forward to doing this a few more times.
0: Yeah. Thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you also have a very safe July 4th weekend yes. and looking forward yes, to, to you. seeing you again soon.
2: Yes. Thank you so much, Karen. And I, I really appreciate it.
0: Of course. Thank you.
1: Thank you everyone for listening. We want to wish you a safe, happy and fun 4th of July weekend. And if you would please share this podcast with your family, friends and community and rate, review, and subscribe.
0: We hope that you have a safe and healthy July 4th, and we hope that you are able to gather with some family members and friends that you haven't been able to do in quite a while and enjoy yourselves, but be safe.